Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy dropped Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. And then everyone said, Jabroni. Jabroni. J A B R O N I X Y Z A B C. Oh, it doesn't matter. You spell Jabroni. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner. The man who is legitimately wearing a Snuggie while we record this podcast and now dancing offbeat the incomparable <laughs> Jeremy Loss. Jay, what is up, my dude? I'm so cozy. I'm so you are, cozy. You, you look warm. But you you, oh. do, you do realize we live in California, right? Like it's like forty degrees out here. It's freezing cold. It so is. I had to. <laughs> I was in Costco tonight. I was like, I'm getting a snuggie. Came back home, put this thing on, and I'm just gonna live in it. I'm gonna work tomorrow in this thing. Like it's just it it, it I, I I said I said your introduction with a tone of making fun of you. It does look comfy as shit. I'm a little jealous, and uh, I may be considering the same purchase uh, from Costco because you told me the price offline. It sounds like an incredible deal. So, it, it is an incredible deal. They had just boxes of it. They don't have any toilet paper or paper towels, but they have Snuggies. Hey, you can use a Snuggie to wipe your ass and clean your mouth at the same time. There's enough <laughs> There's enough material on there. Look at that thing. That that thing is... Uh, it's got a pocket? Yeah. This is why This is why y'all got to get on the YouTube version of this if you haven't already, which is a great segue to remind you to don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review on our Spotify people. Hit us with that follow so you can help us climb those Spotify charts. And like Ben said, make sure you subscribe and follow follow us on YouTube. Watch our videos. Ben spends a lot of time to create that content. You get to see me in a Snuggie dancing, Ben drinking rosé. You know, it's just a casual, casual atmosphere on YouTube. So come join us. Uh, make sure that you follow us on social at Two Jabronis Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy A. Loss. And you can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. All right. Before we get to our full slate of wrestling content that we have to talk about, well, I want to throw it to you because you have a new pod actually, that you have to plug. Uh, I listened to the first episode. It was fantastic. It was a little weird to hear you talking to someone else. Felt a little jealous, but I let it go and I listened to the whole episode. So I'll throw it to you. What Tell us about the new pod and, and, and where we can find it and all that good stuff. Yeah, so I've I've partnered with uh, Kyle Bandujo over at Big Screen Sports to do an, an Eastbound and Down rewatch pod. A fellow Blue Wire uh, guy. By Fellow way. Blue Wire. Yeah. Um, so we are dropping new episodes every Monday. Our first episode just dropped this past Monday. Um, we are going episode by episode through the iconic HBO series, Eastbound and Down. Um, if you do not know what we are talking about, please go to HBO Max and watch it. You will fall in love with this show. Kenny fucking Powers 
You're fucking in. <laughs> I'm fucking in. You're fucking out. Um, go check us out every Monday on wherever you get your podcast. That's uh, Big Screen Big Screen Sports Eastbound and Down Rewatch. That's me with Kyle Banduho. It's great. It's a great show. It it is a great show. And as someone who I just got into Eastbound and Down specifically because you started this pod, so I hope you see. I'm a very supportive co-host, even though I take many, many shots at you at all at all <laughs> opportunities. I am very supportive. So, and you know, it, it's a great. It, I found it's great content to like f- watch afterward, right? It's it's great complimentary content. Yeah, um, and so this last episode that we recorded last night, we did episode two of season one, and if you have watched the show, um, you know that it introduces the iconic Ashley Schaefer character played by Will Ferrell, who. If you watch it, as Ben, when you watch it, you'll see that he is uh, a ripoff of Ric Flair. He even does a little woo. He'll oh. talk and do a little woo, woo. So oh, he's that's like, excellent. I, I called him on the show a Ric Flair mixed with Colonel Sanders. Oh, so love both those characters, <laughs> Bo- both elite characters in all of television. So I'm- Ashley Schaefer is an iconic bit character in television history. So once you see him, it, it just it's incredible. Um, he'll, he'll come back uh, every once in a while throughout the series, but it was um, the introduction of of Ashley Schaefer. It's a great episode. That's a that's a hell of an intro in episode two. All right, everyone. We again, as I mentioned earlier, a full slate of wrestling stuff to talk about. So now it is time to stick to wrestling. And we should talk about it. I think we should stick to wrestling. And for this week's stick to wrestling, we're talking and we're sticking with Takeover War Games. Um, yes, it. It was a doozy. It was a doozy, my friend. Uh, great card, top to bottom. Both War Games matches were phenomenal. Before we get into the breakdown of each match, I did want to get your take on on something that I saw a little bit on Twitter and a little bit on like just recaps that I read about the show, is that do you think there should only be one War Games match on the card? Because... You know, some of the, I guess, criticism, despite both War Games matches being very, very good, right? Like they were both excellent matches. There was, I guess, a little bit of a, a law of diminishing returns, right? By the time the second one happened, where you're right, like, you get- a lot of those same spots happened in the women's match. So obviously the women's match went first, the men's match went second. Um, and, you know, some people made the argument that you should only have one War Games match because, you know, to kind of save its specialness, if you will, on the card. I, I I would love to pick your brain about do you agree with that take or do you feel that two War Games matches is the appropriate amount to be on a War Games card? I don't agree with that take. I think okay. two is fine. I think what it what this speaks to is they need to do a better job of telling their stories. They need to do a better job of, of figuring out what they're going to do in this match. Um, I don't think it's a problem of having two war games matches. I think they're both great in their own way. Yes, I agree with the criticism that yeah, you get the same spots. You even got the same sp- setup of spots. Um, even like them getting like bringing in um, items into the ring was at the same time. The last person that was coming in was taking in all the tables and all that sure. kind of stuff. It was yep. exactly the same. You have the EO spot. Obviously, EO spot was way better than Pat McAfee's, but still, somebody going off the top of the cage. I think what this speaks to is not not necessarily like hey we need to only have one it's maybe we just need to make sure that we are having different like different spots within these matches like nobody had a problem last year with the two matches because they had some different spots they had some they told different stories these ones are very similar um 
And I think they just didn't do a good enough job of separating the two. So I think, I think as long as they do that, I think it's fine. I mean, we, we have multiple hell in a cell matches, right? Um, you know, we have multiple, um, survivor series matches. Like I'm not, I'm fine with them. Cause I also love the fact that the women, we, we get a women's match and we get a men's match. Cause it's a great way to tell a story. They're fun matches. Just find out where you can add some like separating factors here and make it lean into that. So I think they just need to do a better job of, of scripting out these matches so that they can have, uh, they can tell different stories. Yeah. I mean, I, I leaned on that side too. And, you know, I think it's easy to fall into that, that argument, right? Like, man, it should only be one, but then how do you justify, I guess, the, you know, the counter to that is how do you justify which that one is? Right. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 with wrestling, I, I'd like to say, I, I think like, you know, there's always that saying like less is more. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that at war games. Right, like war games is once a year. It's not like they do war games anytime else. And I guess you could say the same thing with Hell in a Cell, and Hell in a Cell over time has lost its luster. But look, when war games came back, there was this buzz, there was this general excitement about it coming back, and it's for a reason, right? And yeah. I, I think it, it's a little bit unfair to both the men and the women to be like, hey, it should only be one. Uh, because look, then we're left with I this. Yeah, we're left with this weird decision of like, should we choose? Like, does Undisputed Era and Pat McAfee and his crew like not deserve a War Games match? I I, I, I think mean, I think they absolutely deserve a War Games match. Do the women deserve a War Games match? Absolutely. So it's like you said. If I I'm think, taking one right now, like if it's one or the other, I'm taking the women's match. Oh both no, years. A, a thousand percent. They they've been phenomenal, but. I don't think that both matches were that similar where it was like the exact, like, yes, were there some similar setups and some similar gimmicks? Absolutely. Was it to the point where I was like, I don't know if I need to see that again. Absolutely not. Like the, the freaking undisputed era versus Pat McAfee and, and his crew. That was an incredible match. Like, I, I think we just, sometimes we, as wrestling fans, we, we can become jaded and we like to pick exactly. apart things. I think this is one of those times where we need to step back and be like, "Hey, that was a that was an A plus match. Let's just take it for that." Yeah, I would say it's just us becoming jaded because I, I think a, there's a lot of criticism of the spots where people are jumping off the cage because, like, to build those up and to do those safely, it takes the the people on the mat or wherever they're at standing there for an extended period of time. You gotta, you looking, gotta catch them, <laughs> looking somewhat ridiculous, right? Unless you're everyone like, not catching Pat McAfee on that right, swanton. But like, my God. But I think that's a lot of the criticisms because they take so long to set up because, for one, like it takes a long time to get up there. It takes a long time to make sure you're in the right yeah. spot. It takes a long time to make sure everybody's there and aware that they can catch you. Um, but I, I think what they produce is fine. I just would like to see a slightly differing match, like add some differing factors into these matches so that we're not seeing the same thing. And that's fair. Um, that's definitely a and, fair and criticism. I think we'll get there. And, and I think... I think we can continue to have a men's match and a women's match. I think I love that the fact that they've done that. Uh, like I said, if I have to choose one, I'm choosing the women's match. The women's match was fucking awesome. It was it, so cool. It was ridiculous. Like, I, let's get into it right now. Let's just talk let's, about. Let's get into let's it. Let's talk. Let's pair the two war games matches together because there's a handful of matches and we, we're we're yeah. trying to rifle through this. So the women's match, we get EO doing EO shit with the trash can jumping off the top of the cage. But I, I want to like single out the spot where she took the stomp from Dakota Kai. 
yeah. which I swear to God, I thought was like, that was a botch because that thing got stuck. I don't think it was supposed to hit that hard. Um, they were, they were kicking the shit out of each other. They were hitting each other with some brutal spots. And I think the big thing to come out of this is the emergence of Raquel, Garcia, Raquel Gonzalez as essentially the oh, new she, big bad. Like, she was she like was a awesome. mega star in that match. And that's hard they, to do. They had her pin EO. That's right. a moment. Right. And I think that was the right call too, because it wasn't one of those things where it felt unnatural within like the right. flow of the story and the flow of the match. When it happened, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. She's a freaking badass. And the yeah. way that she took down EO was legitimate. And that's, that's really hard to do. Right. Where again, it's just, it's just a lot of people watching wrestling these days are, are just these jaded marks who are like, well, yeah, they're clearly like pushing her, like you know, pushing her down our throats. Like, no, that felt supernatural. It felt organic, right? Which I think yeah, is, and, is is what we all want with with storytelling and wrestling. And and like tonight on NXT was an indication that they're not going to push her like super hard right now. Like, yes, they. Are, I think they kind of set the the tone for like, hey, this is going to be down the road. This will this might be the person that sure. defeats EO, but it looks like they're going to go in the route of Tony Storm facing EO and then Raquel going against Rhea Ripley, which I'm all for. Like, slow play it. You have nothing but time with her. She's she's fairly new to the game, uh, at least in NXT. Um, I'm sure she can use some more time with the seasoned workers um, and just build her up to EO. And then when you have that moment, maybe even at WrestleMania weekend, that could be the moment to really push her over. But I loved everything about that women's match. Ember Moon doing the eclipse onto a chair. That was one of the most nuts spots I've seen in a long time. And like also credit to Dakota to Dakota for like selling the shit out of that. Right. right. It was like Dakota took a fucking beating throughout that match. She was getting thrown to the cage like nobody's business. Oh, she was she was absolutely incredible. She might have been like a low-key MVP of that match. Just uh, again, and I credit you for like putting me on to this is like giving credit to people who sell the shit out of, you know, in matches. Dakota was going nuts. She was going yeah. off in terms of, I'm going to sell the shit out of everything. Like, yes, am I going to deliver some incredible moves? Absolutely. But her selling ability really put that match, uh, or it kept that match just at a high intensity level that I don't know if I was fully expecting to be honest. Right. Like, yeah. Because and she was, she was the first person in the cage too. Right. So she was, was in for there for reason. 30 ish minutes. And same with Kyle O'Reilly. Like, they were in there forever. Yeah. Um, and they they did their job. Like, they were selling. They were able to keep the action going. Um, I thought the story in the women's division, or in the women's match, was just a little bit better because they had so many storylines that could, that were branching out of this. Uh, it's difficult to see where they're going with the men's match because, correct me if I'm wrong, but UE and, like, Pat McAfee weren't on the show tonight. Right. And I mean, so, Kyle was. Kyle was on the show. Kyle but. was, but like, there was no kind of like. It seemed like they they paid a lot of attention to what can we do for the women's division coming out of that War Games match. Sure. So it really kind of set things up. Um, I think what you had like Shotzi to kind of established herself as a as a bona fide star, and then Candice LeRae is Candice LeRae. Like she's going to be around for a while. She's essentially the. Uh, it, this sounds weird saying because they're married, but like she's the female Johnny Gargano. She's <laughs> yeah. just going to be there. Yeah. Um, she may not win as many titles as him. I still don't. We can talk about the North American title match later, but um, she's just going to be, she's just going to be a steady hand. Like whenever you need somebody to just kind of like guide a story, she's there, Yeah, you know, and, and her and Shotzi did their job. Shotzi looked like a star because she got the new, she got the new tank. 
Um, I was really expecting them to put her like to turn her heel, but they didn't want, they didn't do that. So I guess we'll continue with her as a baby face, which is fine. Cause she's great, but she, I don't know. She probably just kind of fills that like mid card void of, of women's wrestlers that, that women's division is so, so deep that like they, they have so many ways they can go. It's great. Like, and the war games match was just an, a hyper example of that, right? That, they're so deep. Those are their top eight women in, 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 in NXT. And you could be like, I could see any of them as NXT champion, NXT women's yeah. champion. You know what I mean? So Yeah, and like, you know who's underrated of this whole bunch? And it's probably because she was gone for so long is Ember Moon. Like Ember Moon, yeah. she doesn't get the respect that she deserves when, when for her title run as NXT champ. But she was great then. She really got like mishandled on the main roster. Severely. To be honest with you. Severely. And then she had that massive injury. And now is her chance to really kind of reignite the star power that she had and in ring man she is fucking phenomenal she's she dynamic is, it's wild. she's so good it's it's wild to see her um, i mean her finisher is probably one of the best in the game oh the eclipse is incredible easily i don't know if we did, did either of us take that in the in the finisher draft that we had because if if we did that that's a severely bad overlook on both our parts i don't think we did but like man it's a great finisher it's a fucking front flip stunner it's it's incredible, and she did it on a chair. Yeah, at, uh, it's on, on Sunday. It's uh, Saturday, Sunday. It's it's something, but yeah. And then you compare that to like if we if we like shift gears to the men's match, like the men's match, it was good. It just felt like part because like I like Pat Ma- Pat McAfee. I think what he does, he's really good in the ring for somebody that just started wrestling. But like his 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 faction just felt kind of like it didn't feel as cohesive. Um, as, as as it shouldn't have, right? Like they just kind of got together, right? The past couple and then weeks. it's just like, it, it just felt like the work wasn't as crisp. Maybe because you don't have like, don't get me wrong, they're all really great, but like the level of talent that we had in the women's match, like we had eight of the top women's wrestlers in the world right now, and and then the men's match we had Adam Cole, who's phenomenal, Kyle O'Reilly, phenomenal, Bobby Fish, who's on the wrong side of his career, but still pretty good. Uh, Roderick, great. Uh, and then you have Pat McAfee, brand new. Pete Dunne, phenomenal. Underrated, looks great. He looks fucking shredded right now, by the way. Um, and then you have Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, who are just good workers, like nothing great. So like it just it lacked the star power, especially of like past sure. men's working sure. matches. Yep. Um, so it just it didn't quite feel as important. It kind of slogged along at point at, at points. Um, but man, when it picked up, it picked up big time. I mean, the, the bitter end that that was brutal. He done put Holy on Adam Cole. Shit, man. And then like Pat McAfee was selling the shit out of those moves that he was getting. Like when Adam Cole was beating the shit out of him, he's good. And then man. he took he's he really took good. that table spot that he took that table bump. Good lord, like he just trust falled into the table and had no like he hit his head on the table. It was like that was a crazy bump. Um, but I think what really, like I said, like it, it just it lacked a certain um, gravitas, and then they didn't really lean into it at all tonight. So it just it was lacking something for me. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and I think that's where that's where it lacked. Not because it was the second War Games match of the night; it was because the storytelling wasn't as well developed as the other side, mm-hmm. as the women's side. So. 
that's all I blame that on. That being said, both were phenomenal matches. Like I, I, I could watch those matches all day, every day. It's like yeah. it's not like any of them disappointed. So I, I, I was with it, and um, all credit to all, all of those perform. Like that is such, that's a bonkers match to be in with, right? Two rings, a massive cage. You in- inevitably know there's going to be a high cage spot, and just how you execute that and keep everyone safe it's it's a lot to balance and for all of them both the the women and the men to be able to balance that and so that well and that succinctly is 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 just you got you got to tip your hat off to and, people and, sh- and shout out to the undisputed era who've been in Three, four, four, three or three or four of these. I feel like Undisputed Era has been in all the war games. I, I mean, they almost, but yeah, they've been, they've gone through some wars. I'm hoping that after what they do with Kyle here, we move them. I, I, I love them on NXT, but at the same time, like Raw desperately needs them right they, now. Like again, yeah, we we've been saying this for a few months now. I feel like they would be great on Raw and or SmackDown. They I mean, they were wearing the red gear. They wore the red gear. I thought I was that like, was a tease. I thought that so was a tease. I. I thought that was the tease. Not just a yeah. tease, but I thought that was the tease. I thought like if they were if they lost, I was like I was certain that they were gonna show up on Raw. But since they won, maybe they'll give like Kyle a little bit of time to push again for the title, give Adam Cole, Roddy, Fish some extra time off, and then let them debut some sometime soon. But we'll see. What did you think of the North American title match? Uh, I mean, triple threat matches in general. Well, actually, I actually love them uh, in general. But this one was okay. It was okay for me. Uh, I was a little surprised with the outcome, but I was a fan of how they got there in terms of uh, them linking Austin Theory with Johnny Gargano. Like, I think Theory needs that. Uh, and again, we've we've talked in the past couple of weeks about how Gargano has been really good at being someone that if you work with him he's going to put you over yeah he's a steady hand right yeah he's i mean yeah he's gonna put he's he's a steady hand he's gonna put you over i think with austin theory who they've they tried to pair with you know and he was in seth rollins crew for a minute obviously he had some setbacks i guess with the uh the, the hashtag movement setbacks. yeah and but i you know i think setting him up with gargano and being in, in a little bit of a group and a faction there is is good for him and i think that being alongside johnny is going to be good like it, it could be an extensive run with for johnny with the north american title with theory eventually turning on him and then them feuding and mm-hmm. you know austin theory being the the north american champion which i think would be phenomenal because th- that dude is very very good so that that's where i th- again for me it was a, it was a solid match nothing super special came out of it i think the austin theory thing is the biggest thing that came out of that match for me how about you so i actually like this is one of my favorite triple threat matches of like recent memory in part because um they told a really good story i wasn't a huge fan of the screen mask shenanigans but it it was just johnny being a chicken shit heel which is kind of working for me now um i fucking fell in love with leon ruff watching this match leon ruff kicks ass man he is just a ball of energy, just willing to go over the top. And yeah. Damian Priest did his job as a big guy with two two smaller guys working with. Like he looked great, um, and they protected him too by having Scream come in and, and kind of cost him the title. 
Um, but yeah, I think for me, the, the, the biggest thing coming out of this was just fucking Leon Ruff, man. I just, I, I, I hadn't seen him very often. And, and so being able to watch a full match and see him work with two really great talents, it, he just really stood out to me. He took a hell of a bump into the, the, the barrier when he took the razor's edge into the barrier. It was like yeah, a crazy that was bump. Wild. Um, but then he followed it up by like springboarding off the top rope and, and doing some crazy <laughs> yeah. shit. So um, yeah, I thought that was the, just for me, that was the big takeaway. I loved the actual like nod to Vince McMahon with the, it's me, Austin. Right. Just like, it's me, Austin. Like they just added the comma. Uh, <laughs> so I, I love that little play. Um, and now you get to see what Johnny can do with the little stable. I mean, Candace has what's her face with her. Uh, it, I for, I we, we all know who you're talking about. I forgot her name. Oh my God. But anyway, Indy Harwell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, I mean, they have their little stable now. Um, <laughs> We'll see if you know what they really need since they have such a deep women's division. I think we've talked about this before. They need a mid card belt for the women, like a TV title. Yeah, I think we talked about that even on like a Raw or SmackDown, right? It's yeah. just like, well, I mean, they desperately need it on NXT because they have so much talent. Like, if they were to do like a, an NXT TV title or NXT women's TV title or something like that, I'd be down with it. No, ab- absolutely. Or make the European title the women's title. Either way, just just give them another another belt. They they've earned it and they absolutely need it on N- especially on NXT. I mean, like you said, like they're the women's division there is so deep. It, it's the best in the business. Period. But right? it's not even close. Right, and it, it's it's just wild. So they, they need to reward them for for all the hard work and that they've been doing. So it's, it, it's, it's just crazy. Uh, let, let's yeah. move on here to, let's talk about Finn. Finn obviously wasn't on the show. Finn Balor wasn't on the show at, at takeover, but he was back tonight on NXT. I guess the big question is who do you want to see him take on at What is it called? New year's evil NXT. New, so, I mean, my wish is carrying cross. Do I think that's going to happen? No, they might be saving uh, that bad boy. They're probably saving it. I mean, it looks like they're going to do based off of what happened tonight. It looks like it's going to be um, carrying cross Damian priest coming out of this fatal four way. I would, I mean, fucking Pete Dunn, Finn Balor would kick ass. That'd be, that'd be dope as hell. Like I, incredible. I don't, I wouldn't mind seeing Kyle O'Reilly face him again, but again, like I still want to see Kyle join undisputed era and move on. Sure. Man, give me Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn, like I said, he's he's in great shape. He was he the longest right reigning now. NXT yeah. UK champion. Like, let's see it. Let's get let's get a feud going there. I think that would be a like phenomenal back and forth. Yeah, I'm with that. I mean, I'm in the camp of Dunn or O'Reilly, uh, just because the way they set it up. Also, Karen Cross and Damian Priest seem to be on a collision course a little bit to feud for a little until they can pull the trigger on Finn and uh, and, and Karrion Cross, which will be, that'll be a money match. That, that's a takeover match. That's if, a takeover WrestleMania week. That's the headliner. Right. Like you you want that to be your, your money match that weekend. So they're definitely saving that because Scarlett even came out tonight, right? Like she teased his return and he yep. could have returned then, but he didn't. He returned to take on Damian Priest and to like wipe him out. So I think that's, that's very telling in of itself. But in the meantime, a little Finn Balor, Pete Dunn, sign me up. A little Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly part two, also sign me up. 
I'm, I'm, I'm also open to any. You can, I mean, you can, you can put Finn Balor in there with fucking anyone, <laughs> anyone, Dexter Loomis, and I'll be like mildly like intrigued by it. We're not going to talk about the strap <laughs> match because it was in, it was not good. Mainly because um, you have a problem with both of their hygienes, but yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Like we'll we'll go over this really quick. Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher was great, and they got 17 minutes. They got a lot of time. That was good. That's one thing that I'm like really happy like when i watch takeovers is they they give them time yeah like both both um war games matches went over 30 the women's went 35 the men's went 45 um the, the shortest match was a strap match and that went 12 minutes just under 13 so it's like um they Which give us still they give a good amount of time to, that's a good amount of time for a strap match yeah and it it, it should have went five Hello. Give more time to Champa and Thatcher and more time to the triple threat. Tim, Thatcher, Champa, they beat the shit out of each other. Thatcher's ear that was a was stiff match. Up. Yeah. It was messed That was up. a stiff. That's a that was the kind of match I wanted to see out of those two. Man, everything Thatcher does is fucking stiff. Yep. So they were they were going at it. Um, but yeah, I think I think what we've done now is we've just kind of set the t- set the tone for leading into uh takeover. WrestleMania. I mean, I don't even know where it's going to be. Probably in Tampa. So probably take over Tampa again, um, where we potentially may get Karrion Cross, Finn Balor. We may get Raquel Gonzalez versus uh, Io Shirai. We may um, we may see a new tag title. Like you, you never know. So uh, you know who's been great coming back is um, Grizzled Grizzled Young Veterans. They've been pretty good. Yeah, since they come back. They won tonight, right? So a little little bit of an injection there in the tag team division. Um, so they're they're gonna have. I hope they have a nice little run there. Um, yeah, and then maybe we'll get them against uh, Orny Lorkin and uh, uh, Danny Birch. So that'd be great. We'll see. I mean, NXT is cooking. It just so happens that they're cooking on the same night that AEW is cooking, and and we'll get to that after we pay some bills. So let's, let's do it. Let's let's take a minute to hear from our friends over at Indeed. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find the quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you're sponsored a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore, total visits. So it's clear Indeed can help you get, get you the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. And before we talk about everything, Kenny Omega and Impact and AEW, Let's take another break to talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. 
from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right. Kenny Omega, AEW, Impact Wrestling, was the talk of the wrestling world. And, I mean... I guess I'll just start with, with with my feelings on it, and I'll get your take after. So I watched Impact last night, super jacked, just about it in general, right? You're just like, this is crazy. Like that Don Callis saying, find out an Impact on Tuesday. That was a moment, right? We talked about that mm-hmm. last on, on last week's show. And we get to Impact this week. And I don't know, maybe I built it up too much in my head. Maybe I, I read one too many articles about this whole partnership, about what it's supposed to be. I was a little disappointed by the end of the episode because I was like, I appreciated the backstory, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, this has been in the works for a while. Don Callis and Kenny Omega's relationship goes back years. It goes back even longer than we think it is, right? And I, mm-hmm. I, I get that. I appreciate the storytelling. It just, That promo at the end of the show, at the end of Impact specifically, it just felt like a huge tease because it was like, yeah, Kenny was there. Yes, did he talk to Josh Matthews? Absolutely. Did I find out much more that would make me feel fulfilled from waiting from the previous Wednesday? Not necessarily. And then they did the same thing tonight. And, too. and tonight like, too. Like I, so I was like, all right. He's like, hey, I'm gonna talk more about it on Dynamite on Wednesday. Cool. I'm in. Like, you, you've got me for at least one more episode to be continued. Right, if if you want to throw me that, that's how you're gonna pitch this. Cool, and it was kind of more of the same. Uh, it was the exact same promo, and it was good. Like, don't get me wrong, it was good on both ends. Don Callis is very good. Kenny Omega, very good. But when you kind of tease a partnership between AEW and Impact, you you obviously uh, we started fantasy booking matches like in our own group text. There were articles everywhere, fantasy booking matches, and to get nothing, to get no action. And maybe this, maybe this is not the end, and this is something that you just got to wait for it to play out. The closest interaction we had between Impact and, and AEW talent was Rich Swan trying to go out the back and the security guard telling him, you have to be on a list. That was it. Yeah. Right? And it was yeah. just th- th- that was just such a letdown for me. I, I don't it know. Maybe, a- I, how, how did you feel? It was a bit of a letdown, but it, man, it did its job. I, it I think did. Yes. If if I uh, if I read it correctly, I think this is the highest that Impact has got on, like the highest rated or the most viewers it's got on on Twitch. I watched it on Twitch last night. The stream was going fucking bonkers throughout the episode. <laughs> um, so I think it it did its job. Um, it, I was a bit I was a bit let down by w- what they did at the end. Um, same with what happened on on Dynamite tonight. But I think what they're doing is they're slow playing this because I, I I think I saw somewhere too like this may not even be like a big partnership like we're all expecting like this must be me this may just be an avenue for them to like stretch it out stretch out the story until Don Callis's contract ends at Impact. 
Which is super weird to me as well, because it's like, why would Impact knowingly let him do that? Like, what? Yeah, benefit I mean that it, that one doesn't make any sense because it doesn't benefit them. Like, why? Well, I why mean, would? But why, I guess why it, would AEW get involved with that if they're like, oh, he's just going to be done in a little bit? But I guess it and does. Why would Impact allow allow that to happen? It does positively impact Impact uh, in the short term because it's like Impact is now all over AEW airwaves. It's all over TNT. Right, like that's right. that in and of itself is is crazy good advertising, and then I mean I will say I did enjoy the campy AEW ad that was run on Impact oh, Tony Khan and Tony, Tony Khan and Shivani. That was really funny. Um, they kind of leaned into the absurdity of going. Tony Khan was giving like a little bit of a heelish promo too. Right. Yeah. It's like, I could, am I going to buy impact? Uh, I could shut this down whenever I want, but I'm not going to, it was, it was, that was well done that I did not expect. And that I actually thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. So maybe it was a little bit of expectation level involved. Yeah. I, I do like like the, the big baller kind of, Kenny Omega that they're portraying right now like he's in the back of this bus like Badass. by himself like yeah. he's getting like preferential treatment and then he's flying in on a helicopter like first class like he's doing all these things that are like really expensive and he's just acting like he is the star now which is great because this is like the Kenny Omega that we love um, so I mean where this goes and how long they play this like does he show up next week on impact is he there like, does he get involved in any way or do they just allow this to be a one-time thing? I'm hoping that it's just like, cons- like if they want to continue the storyline, just have him show up and sit in a bus the entire time. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, I also think Impact had a lot of reasons to want to do it because they have to promote their pay-per-view coming up, right? With uh, Yeah. What if he gets in- involved in that pay-per-view? I mean, that would be monstrous. That would be incredible. And that would be, that would then require like a reciprocation from impact where like the good brothers can show up on AEW and they can finally have, you know, a tag match with, I don't know, FTR or, 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 uh, the young bucks, you know, so it it can, it can be like that. And and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. If they're slow playing it, you know, I, I, I hate to be that like instant gratification person who just like pops off on Twitter. It's like, this sucks. Oh, you wanted to see Kenny Omega just get it get into it. Like just right. Like him and rich Swan just going at it. Which they kind of tease a little bit, you know, like with Kenny saying, like, I could get any title I want. Um, but I would have loved to see him, like, instead of going for the t- for the, the TNA, like, heavyweight title, like, just swerved everybody and gone for, like, the X Division title. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that that would have been amazing. And But um, I, I guess some, the, like, what this did do a little bit was a little overshadow the fact that, like, Rich Swan is defending the, the TNA, or sorry, the Impact World championship against chris bay at their next pay-per-view right like that was kind of like they, they tried to promote it. it it became a side story to the kenny omega thing everything became a side story and to the kenny omega thing like the did. entire and episode was about kenny omega. and it was kind of a bummer it was kind of a bummer for like like chris bay maybe we're a little bit biased because he came on we, the are, show. we are biased he's a friend <laughs> of the pod friend of the pod great great friend of the pod fellow shoe head is my guy but you know like at least integrate them in some way where like everyone can kind of get the rub not just it's just it felt like Don Callis and with impact was getting the rub and like he doesn't really need the rub if yeah. that makes sense. I mean hopefully they'll iron this out because it just it did seem kind of come out of nowhere. So 
Um, maybe they'll iron this out. Maybe they have a long play storyline here. They've been doing a really good job of having these long play storylines. Sure. Similar with the Sting thing. Like they had Sting come out tonight and and actually cut a promo. Uh, and it seems like he is invested in Darby Allen in some way, shape, or form, telling Cody, like, I didn't come back here for you, at least not yet. And he's just sure. like He's like, something looks familiar and he's pointing to Darby Allen. So it's still not clear what he's doing, what his intentions are, whether it's he wants to mentor Darby Allen or if he wants to wrestle him for the TNT title. Um, it's really cool seeing Sting on T- on TNT, but at the same time, like, I don't want to see him wrestle Darby Allen. I mean, one of those guys are getting hurt. I, I also had, the, I thought it was a weird promo from Sting in that it wasn't like the classic promo voice. Right. And it was just kind of sting talking to us and it felt like less of the sting character. Yeah. It was like sting, the real estate agent. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So that was a little weird for me, but you know, to your point, it was super cool to see him like on there in the full, the full gimmick, full face paint and just kind of cutting his promo and doing his thing and, you know, essentially putting over Darby Allen. Yeah, uh, th- that's. I mean, if that's he's if he's back just to like help put some talent over, I mean, that's fine. I just don't want to see him get hurt. I also really wanted to see him come back as Joker Sting, fuck, or yeah. like he can come back as Surfer Sting. Ne- like, if he came back with like a flat top and he was, I- I'd be fucking all for Dude, it. Dude, it's never too late. He signed a multi year deal, right? So, so give us all iterations of Sting, right? At just week by week, kind of like Wolfpack mankind. Sting. Oh yeah, get kind of like Mick Foley. Just cycle if through I- all the stings. So that we can we can all pop for it. I want to hear AEW's version of the Wolfpack music. Like, is it a does it bop as much as like the Wolfpack music, or does it like Ooh. kind of boring? I, do they have the rights to that? I feel no, like WWE not a, owns not a chance. everything for that. So man, that Wolfpack music just goes hard. It's incredible. I remember not, I remember not liking it as a kid because I was so invested in the old and like the other NWO, the black and white. But man, listening to it now, it's like no, it's all I want to do is dance with it. It hits. It's, it's so good it's with the, really with the wolf. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, on the flip side of this, with AEW bringing in Sting, it looks like WWE is going back to the well with Bill Goldberg. Oh, and he Jesus. looks to be like he's calling out Roman Reigns. I swear to God. I swear. Listen, to, hear me now. If it's Bill Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, I will stop watching wrestling. Period. It's, do not do it. it it's... It's wild. Alec, the whole time, like all through Twitter today, just watching Goldberg's name, just kind of constantly running through my feed. I thought of our, I thought of friend of the show, Alex Larson, who has this almost irrational hate of Goldberg <laughs> where it's funny. It, it's gotten to the point where it's funny. And like, I want to like tweet him and everything Goldberg related because I know it like, it legitimately makes him upset. Larson, what's up? Um, but I, I don't, I don't like you can't do this to Roman. <laughs> like that's that's right. Roman is on such a freaking heater right now. You He's can't do so it to good. Roman and you can't do it to us. I swear to God. This is not an acceptable dis- direction if this is happening. Like not accept like no. It's not. It's no. Hey, I hey, cannot Vince, watch this man. Vince, look at me and Jackhammer my hopes again. Vince, look at me. Pull it to the camera. Right? Don't Roman Goldberg is a no no. Okay. Please, please, for the love of God, I know you don't listen to anyone, but for the love of God, please no. Listen to us. Leave Goldberg alone. Don't give him any more money. Also, leave Roman alone. 
Roman is fantastic. Let Roman cook. Let it, let him cook. Get out of the kitchen. Roman is doing fantastic work. On that. You have you have Big E. Give it to him. Right. Do not give it Let's to make, Goldberg. Uh, ironically, Big E, big Goldberg fan. <laughs> Just <laughs> list, listening to the New Day pod, which is also fantastic. But um all right, let's we've 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 talked enough wrestling. Let's, let's I'm getting see. heated and my snuggie is getting like Yeah, I can see there's I started fumes. talking Goldberg and now I'm just like You're like I'm a car, you're like a Simpsons character right now. There's fumes coming out of your head. But before we get out of here, before we we wrap up, we d- I do want to steer people towards a new project that we are working on, which is the Patreon. The Two Jabonis yeah. of the Wrestling Podcast Patreon. We're working with uh, some of our fellow people over at Fight Game Media. We did our first episode under the Patreon umbrella uh, last week. We'll be doing another one this week. And to to give everyone a quick retrospective on what that is, is it's we're doing a full career retrospective on the great one, the people's champion, The Rock. We're breaking it down. We're getting in the weeds with everything The Rock has done, is doing. Uh, but we are starting at the very, very beginning. Uh, episode one, we talked about the de- the Rock's debut match as Rocky Maivia in some of the worst entrance gear known to man. Um, but he looked like a broke Moana. Yeah, it was <laughs> ironically. And then he, uh, but he. It was the start of his career. We're, so we're going to be doing that every... We're going to record it, or it's going to release every Friday. So uh, I'll put the link to the Patreon in this episode so you can check that out. But please, please do that. Uh, obviously, you know, Jeremy and I are massive, massive rock fans. We've named... We've had this podcast for a year and change, and we've renamed it once. Both names have had to do with The Rock. So we are... we. We we are we couldn't be more excited to do this deep dive. I swear to God, where we were like when we prepped for our episode one of the Patreon, we we're like, we're gonna do his first match. And that was the prep. We were like, we're doing his first That's match. It. Yeah, cool. we're gonna watch it. So let's talk about it. And we yeah. went for we went for damn near an hour. And yep. just a lot of back and forth. A lot of Terramana was shared. A lot of <laughs> a lot shared. You drank it all. I did um I, I don't like tequila, but for The Rock, I'll drink some. Uh, this week, we will be talking about The Rock's first Intercontinental title reign. Uh, he beat Triple H for this Intercontinental yes. title. So, I mean, two legends there. Um, and this leads up to him in- inevitably getting injured and then turning heel. So, we will discuss his first inter- uh, Intercontinental title run. We'll also cut promos on some things. We, we that is a, look, 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 I cut a promo on mint chocolate chip ice cream last week. Let's so talk about it. So one segment that we are going to be running on the Patreon is a, it's, we haven't named it yet. So we're, we're going to ask you for suggestions on what to name it, but we're going to cut promos based on either things that we want to cut promos on or suggestions from you, our, our wonderful listeners. And so Jeremy gave two examples last week on last week's inaugural episode one being why the new day is a better faction than the shield and why mint chocolate chip ice cream is the best ice cream so look we are ready to cut promos on anything wrestling related not wrestling related you give it to us and we will cut a promo on it because we are talking about the career of one of the best promo cutters in the history of wrestling he just iconic you 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 can't dispute that. Like that's that's the crazy thing, right? Is if you're like the Rock wasn't that good on the mic. If you say that, 
okay, if you say that, I'm gonna I'm gonna go full Jay and Silent Bob, find you on the internet, and then go to your house and beat you up. You didn't know, no. It, it, it's just an uninformed take and is very incorrect. So to pay the way that we wanted to pay homage to The Rock further, other other than dedicating an entire podcast to his wrestling career, was to find ways to cut promos, um, just on anything. And, and I may and, cut a promo in a snuggie tomorrow. You might have to cut pro with a hood on. So, like, look, this is the kind of stuff we just, it's going to be fun. Click the link in the description. Um, I'll, I'll have it both on here on the audio version and on YouTube. Just click the link for it. Subscribe. Give us all that stuff. But uh, that's a new thing. That's a new project that we've been working on. I teased it a little bit um, on our socials. And it's, it's, again, episode one was bananas. It was, it was so much fun. And it's, again, if you don't love The Rock, that's on you. <laughs> like I, I don't know what to tell you. If you're if you don't love the rock, you're a jabroni. You, you are story. jabroni. But again, jabroni. You, you can't be one of the two jabronis because that is that is yeah, us. We, yeah. That 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 lane is taken. All right, everyone. We we really, really appreciate you hopping on with us. Hopefully you're gonna join us for these Patreon episodes dropping every Friday. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review. And oh, make sure that you subscribe to our oh oh sorry, and our Spotify people. Sorry, I didn't forget about you. Uh, hit us with that follow so you can help us climb those Spotify charts. Sorry, go ahead. And make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the red button, like, comment, do all that kind of thing, uh, all those kind of things. Uh, really show some love to what Ben does and really helps and does a lot of work to get this up on, on YouTube. So uh, follow us there. Follow us on, on Twitter and on Instagram at 2 Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy A. Loss. You can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And also make sure that you listen to my new pod on Monday nights. There we go. Uh, Big Screen Sports, Eastbound and Down Rewatch. We put up episodes every Monday. That's with Kyle Banduho and the crew over at Big Screen Sports right here on Blue Wire. So wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you listen to the Eastbound and Down Rewatch. I'll have to get on that at some point. I'm a new Eastbound and Down watcher. So I feel like I, I, I got to get in there and mix it up. Yeah. Mix it up with Definitely. you and Kyle. It's, it'll, it'll be fun. All right, everyone. Thank you, as always, so much for listening. We appreciate it. Um, if you, if you can stay home, if you can't, you know, wear a mask, uh, wash your hands, stop touching your face, stay healthy, stay safe. Um, and always and forever black lives matter. All right, everyone. We will talk to you soon. Peace. Bye.